1: Welcome, everybody. So glad you're listening in today, which is April 14th, 2021. Our guest today is Candace Covington, and we're going to be talking about energetic signatures of foods. This is really a fascinating subject to me. Um, I read her book, and it's just great. So, hello, Candace, Welcome.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: So you're a certified aroma aroma therapist, a massage therapist, a healings art master, and an energy worker. Wow. (laughs) How did you get on that path?
2: I was born loving to understand the way that plant works, and so I'm glad you asked me that. So even though those might not all sound plant-centric, that was basically the vehicle I used to explore different um, aspects of the way that plants behave, even as a massage therapist. It is one of the few um, degrees you can get where you can put your hands on people. And so I was just always curious about creating, you know, like how does this plant work when you rub it on an egg? How does this work on if I, you know, put it on your lungs? That kind of thing. So it just always curious about just the role of plants and, Human um, growth and evolution.
1: Did you do that as a child or a teenager or when did it all start?
2: Again, an excellent question. Um, early childhood. My mother told me um, fascinating stories I don't even remember doing, but as a little girl going around and picking plants in the backyard and coming in and um, telling her, you know, I want to, you know, rub these on your feet. I would like to put them here and gosh um, yeah Yeah, so it's it's, i think it is just super strong predilection and one of my um very first um quote-unquote jobs was as a young lady with my allowance i would ride my bike down to the only health food store that was in town and i would use my allowance and i bought The only book they had on aromatherapy, and I would just buy every single oil they had and even special order them in. And instead of selling lemonade, I would make blends to all my neighbors for whatever ailments they had, just because I was just so curious and fascinated with, A, what can I do for you? And B, what plant can I do to help support you in whatever your
1: process is? That's amazing. It's almost like um, a shaman. Well, I wouldn't
2: be that bold to claim that, but definitely a strong um, natural understanding towards that. But I come from a long line of women that were natural healers. They didn't perhaps say go to school for it, but my um, grandmother was uh, a natural healer in her own right where she would grow herbs and do that kind of thing. She also helped deliver babies. My mother before it was even considered kind of cool and keen like it is now. She always uh-huh. took care of us. We never took antibiotics for anything. My mother always used a plant ally for absolutely everything that was going on in our life. And my friends would uh. to giggle because they would come over it's like, oh, please don't make us take that thing your mom's going to make. I mean, not that they were, you know, <laughs> terrible, but, you know, but it's like, you know, my mom's being uh, Sandra. She's like, but don't make, you know, don't make Sandra, you know, put your nose and put something under our tongue because, you know, if you ever complained of anything, she always had a remedy for you.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. So you obviously um, – In your teens had this real driving passion. Then after that, what happened? Oh, I
2: just studied. Anything I could get my hands on. And then I was really lucky. Um, Life was kind to me. And it um, allowed me to be um, hired by the Chopra Center, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with that institution. Of course. Yeah, sure, sure,
1: sure. But it
2: was hands down one of the most amazing places for learning about how plants behave um, holistically. And I was their aromatherapist for years. So it was my job to go to listen to these amazing lecturers all day long and then take away whatever was the teaching. And then I would translate that into what the attendees would go to and allow them to understand how to use plants esoterically And most likely in the role of um, essential oils and other methods to help them, you know, to um, really take the teachings into their not only just their mind and their psyche, but their bodies to you know really move forward with those principles. So I was just honestly spoiled in my line of work where I was able to be around such amazing human beings.
1: Really, yeah, you were really lucky. So let's talk a little bit about your book. How
2: did that come about? This one came from my passion, for eating, frankly. Like, um, I am. I love food and I love cooking, but I was always so curious about why certain things make me feel a certain ways. And um, uh-huh. the long and short of it is, I figured out that I was leveraging food to create specific states of being. And I found out that I could use whole foods to, again, create very, very specific states and help not only myself, but people I love move through um, not only difficult situations, but create positive situations depending on what Uh was required in the moment. Huh.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So what do you cover in your book? Why don't you tell our listeners? Well, um,
2: I hopefully have done an A disease with every fruit and vegetable that you would ever imagine eating. I also cover fish, shellfish, and then what I refer to as other proteins for people who um, don't have a plant-based diet. So it covers things like um, chicken and beef and things along that line. And within that, it also – um, allows you to understand how using recipes you can create a story narrative where you can use your food to literally create a story that you take into your body and then if you um, have a natural predilection towards it I talk about how you can use dreaming understand how what food is speaking to you and why and things along that nature
1: so why do we have food cravings and then we also have aversion over time to certain things.
2: A good example for uh, food aversion is um, the longest time I did not like yellow um neck squash. And its very vibration is is it teaches you how to keep a routine. And that goes against my kind of rebellious little girl nature. And so I wouldn't want to eat that food because I like a lot of uh, freedom in my day, but that uh-huh. you can't al- you can't always have that. You know, you do have to have a calendar and a schedule, and so on. And so, I found out that even though I thought I didn't like that particular squash, it had nothing to do with a taste or a texture thing. But I was actually bucking against the system and did not want to create um, a more organized day, but. Now, as an adult, I eat a whole bunch of that because it I require routine to get through my day. And so that's a good example of when you don't want something. There's probably a part of yourself that is resisting some aspect of growth that is much more than just saying, ooh, I don't like it, but there's some aspect of yourself that is for whatever reason, in your personal incarnation pattern that you are resisting stepping into a growth pattern. And that happens to be a very specific example for me. But as far as things that you crave, it is such a beautiful way to see what your body and mind and soul and spirit want to cultivate. So if there's a food that you absolutely can't eat enough of, you can look up the signature in my book, And it will let you know what your deep self really wants to cultivate and implement.
1: Huh. Interesting. So if you have an aversion to a certain food, you you just think it's awful or tastes terrible or whatever, you can look it up in your book and it will basically help you understand why.
2: 100%. And... If you read it with a soft heart and a soft mind, you can see what it is, is that you're some, again, and I really believe this deeply, but in my theory, that there's some aspect of you that you're uh, avoiding to um, to heal and bring into the light. And besides, we all eat, and so it's such a compassionate way to do it. So if you, like, even when I started on my path with the Krooknik Squash, like to take a little bite and in a very prayerful way, you know, just really ask my deep self to take the blessing in and ask that those gifts would be given to me in my exterior life. And, it, and it's amazing. I've had clientele who told me that their taste buds didn't like this or that but when they became in prayerful relationship with whatever plant they were working with. I mean, miraculous. They learned to love things that they thought that they would never even want to eat.
1: Huh. How does becoming ill or not feeling well from eating certain foods play into this?
2: That is a really great question. And if it's a whole food that you actually have a allergy Reaction to or health food reaction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't don't push the river on that. Each body evolves differently, and I've had very good friends that can't eat some of the most wholesome foods you could imagine, and that is has, in my opinion, nothing to do with the way that um, the body is taking that. So if you're born that way, it's just kind of. the old adage, it is what it is. So I would never encourage anyone to put anything into their body that would create an adverse reaction. For example, my mother cannot eat crab or shrimp. And that is, it is what it is. You know, and Uh even though I look, you know, and so it's like, I don't think either of those have to do with an energetic reaction with her. It was just the way that her body formed. And so... If you have an actual food allergy, and I talk about this in my book, it's just again, it is what it is. So talk. So you need to look at things not from like a catastrophic health, you know, perspective, but um, from things that your body can house and
1: allows you to. Explore. yeah I hope that was clear it makes, okay. Okay. It, yeah it was it 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 makes complete sense to me. so when you cook with the intent of utilizing vibrational nutrition, which is the name of your book um, how do you factor in the energy of every single food in your recipe? Well, that is such a fun thing to do so the thing is,
2: so say you have are cooking for friends or a partner or a multiple, you don't have to factor in every single food for every single person. So it doesn't make cooking unfun. So I don't want anyone to think of this as a chore. But if, back to your question, if something does not resonate with someone at an energetic level that they need, they'll just register as neutral, but they'll just take in the physical um, nutrition that they need. But if there is an aspect in that dish from one of the pieces of food that their bodies require for their benefit, it it, it will come through. But if you're like really like, um, I, I do this often, I'll cook for somebody with the intent of giving them quote unquote, an energetic gift. I know that they're working on either a goal or an idea, or something that's going on in their life. And so I'll create a very specific recipe, and then I will give the food to them because I know it is precisely what they need. And it's really fun for people if they're open to hearing about it or you can walk them through what each item does for them because it's very empowering for somebody when they're working on a goal, and then you present them Uh with a dish with love and tell them precisely how it's going to help them get to where they want to go.
1: Well, a lot of times people have, they, they already know what favorite foods they like. So what if you just prepared those?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you don't even have to tell them, depending on how open they are to the concept. It's, um, I, I make things for um, some of the older members in my family all the time. I never even tell them why I'm doing it. Because they honestly aren't that interested, but I know that I'm helping them. But then, you know, for like some other individuals that I cook for, you know, I'll make it for them and tell them precisely why I'm doing it. So either way, it's beneficial. So you don't have to get worried about over-explaining something because it will do its job regardless of how verbal you are about it.
1: Okay. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So, how how and why is the system practical in someone's everyday life? For instance, if you're traveling and you have to buy food out. Oh,
2: that's a really great question. I love eating out. For example, like um, I just went to brunch this weekend. And I chose um, roasted artichokes with um, butternut squash. And um, I am not a vegetarian, so it also had pork belly in it. And so it was so wonderful. And at the same time, I knew that when I took the butternut squash into my body, that it was to create an... An open and sunny dispositions, and I know I told you it had artichokes in it, which is also um, opening up one to understanding, like, it's a seventh chakra stimulant. So that one's really good for opening up, you know, perception outside of the norm. But it also had Brussels sprouts in it, which was roasted. So it was kind of a mixed roast vegetable dish. But that one is all about understanding the unique details of something that you can express in a practical way, so that was a really good dish for me to eat because I could have ordered anything on the menu. That in sure. particular was going to help me for the the rest of my day. So just no matter where you go, just really fill into you know what's available and what is offered and then decide, you know, what's going to serve me, you know, at this time. And sometimes if you're traveling, you might choose some of, you know, more like quote unquote frivolous foods that, you know, that bring you open to kind of like fun, you know. So sure. I, 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 you know, because I just share the workhorse of an item that I ordered. But, you know, but if, like you say, if I was on holiday, you know, I might choose um, something that would bring a little bit more levity. And fascinatingly enough, I know this seems like a generalization, but I found it to be true. Um, Fruits, they tend to have a little bit more of a light nature than vegetables. Vegetables are very um, serious and practical, I have found, you know, and I use them all the time for everything. But fruits, surprisingly or not so surprisingly, are wonderful. If you want to be happy, for example, watermelon and brings the energy of being happy in the moment and not wanting to change anything. So that's the opposite of a workhorse. It wants you to melt into the moment and be glad to be where you are and just genuinely appreciate
1: the experience. Huh? How how has it changed some people's lives?
2: One of the more interesting stories, one of my clients told me, is that um, her partner was a bit of a curmudgeon. He was kind of prone to making, you know, a mountain out of a molehill on everything. And so um, she started making sure that he had a lot of cantaloupe and honeydew melon in his diet. Yeah. So what that did was... is in a very kind way, without him feeling like he was being bullied or pressured, it helped heal kind of some of those shadow issues that were kind of making him be overly upset about small details and allow him to relax and be able to move into a more emotionally bright way. And her life and his was so much happier. She was just so happy. If he could be Aww. able to be fully emotionally present. And she got to think of it as a gift for him without, you know, because she didn't want to chastise him, but she wanted right. him, you know, to step into that space of joy. And she was really able to allow him to do that by sharing those foods with him.
1: That's a great story. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Does your system? Does your system only apply to Whole Foods?
2: Absolutely. That yeah, that's one of the. I um, it's not my expertise. Things that are not out of Whole Foods. So, like frequently, you know, people will ask me, "Well, I crave sugar, or I create a cookie." I mean, that is like I, I do not write that, about that in my book. So, if that is something, you know, that you're concerned about, that's not something I explore. It is. My book only 100% looks at whole foods and the way that those um, affect you. So, yeah, no. So if you have any food cravings that are um, artificial, that is definitely not covered in my book.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. It really does. Was there anything else you'd like to impart with our audience today? Um, You can certainly let everybody know how they can purchase your book, and if they want further information, how they can reach you. And then tell them about your website as well. Oh,
2: thank you for the invitation. not so kind. Um, so my website is divinearchetypes.org, And it, um, I have a lot of uh, free written material on my website. So if you're curious, I, have, I blog a lot. You can come and read a whole bunch of stuff. I also sell plant-based um, products, if that's up your alley. And um, But I just want to say that since we're going into spring, and when, if I would to give a shout-out to one food, it would be strawberry. And um, that is all, literally, out of all of the foods on Earth, that one is all about grand adventure. So if you want to, you know, roll up your... Um, pant legs and take your shoes off, you know, and put a couple of strawberries and then think about like your wild imagination, close your eyes, take a strawberry and see what um, large adventure strawberry could encourage you to take. That would be
1: my joy for people to take into their summer. Oh, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then we know where everybody can buy your book. Oh, oh,
2: sorry, that part was important. I see, I totally even spaced that. I get so excited about the content versus the other <laughs> side. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is, you can do that basically anywhere. So you can get that on Amazon, uh, Inner Traditions, Barnes & Noble, and plus any local bookstore. So if you have a local bookstore that you love, you can just pop on in and ask them to order it in for you if they don't have that. And that's a really kind way to support your community as well.
1: Oh, that's so great. Well, thank you so much, Candace Covington, for joining us today. And I encourage everybody to get her book, Vibrational Nutrition. Well, the best to you and your work, for sure.
2: And thank you for having me. You've been a delight. I really appreciate it.
1: Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, that wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Join us again next Wednesday because we always have a really special guest. Bye-bye for now and be well.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Help Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?